Hi, I'm Jason. And I'm Vivian. And this is Burger of the Week. Each week we discuss an episode of the Fox animated series Bob's Burgers and we create a themed burger based on the episode. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 10, Mother Daughter Laser Razor. It was written by Nora Smith, directed by Jennifer Coyle, and it aired January 6th, 2013. Our first episode from 2013. Woo! We're getting closer to the original timeline! The store next door this week was Does Your Face Hurt Beauty Supplies? This one's... I don't get it. (laughs) I think it's supposed to be, like, an insult. Because your face is so ugly it hurts? Or it's hurting me. Oh, okay. Uh, Maybe. The exterminator van was Hickory Dickory Dead Exterminators. See, I like that one a lot better than the store next door. Okay. And we only had two burgers of the day, because we don't really spend that much time in the restaurant. And I'm not a huge fan of them. But we had... 50 Ways to Leave Your Guava Burger, which apparently is a pun on 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. It's a song. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Rutbaga Burger. Rutabaga. Rutabaga? Rutabaga? Served probably with Rutabaga. Yeah, well, why did they write it wrong? But it's like Rutabaga Burger. I I feel like we're missing something. Yeah. Like, we don't get the... The pun. I don't get it at all. Yeah. Let us know if you get it. Because over here we're just like, question sign, or question mark. Question mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation point? Sure. Yeah. Linda is frustrated by Louise's lack of affection. She forces Louise to attend a mother-daughter seminar in hopes of improving their relationship. Linda has to pay Louise to play along. When everyone finds out she's bribing her daughter, Louise is locked in the uter room. She escapes and goes next door to the laser tag arena. Linda and Louise bond while taking down the seminar instructor during a game of laser tag. Meanwhile, Tina feels self-conscious about her leg hair and enlists her father's help. The two get their legs waxed, though Tina later regrets giving in to peer pressure. It's a lot of parent-child bonding in this episode. It's definitely a parenting episode. Yeah, which... I am not super qualified to speak on, seeing as I do not have children. But you have parents. I have parents. It's true. So this episode, to me, shows you what you should and shouldn't do as a parent. Yes, definitely. Linda, don't do. Bob, do do. (laughs) I am five years old. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Linda really reeks of desperation. And I think that's probably why Louise prefers Bob. He's not really desperate for his children's affection. He just kind of lets them come to him. Right. Whereas Linda just feels like she has to force every bonding moment and every special time with her kids. And every family game night. Yeah. And it's just not working. Right. She's trying too hard. Mm -hmm. And a few episodes ago, we learned that maybe trying too hard is... A bad idea. Agreed. Jean told us that. Yeah. Tina takes after Linda in that sense. She tries too hard. Yeah. And Bob is very lackadaisical about the whole thing. He's like, 
I'm just trying to sit here and read my paper. Like, these kids just keep bugging me, but whatever. <laughs> he seems to enjoy being stoned with pillows. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. It is really cringy to see Linda playing Twister by herself. <laughs> And being like, oh, yeah, things are really heating up in the family room. Like, mm. no, they're not. Honey, you got to go with the flow. You can't just force things. And then her trying to play the game the kids are playing with Bob. Like, Okay, oh. I kind of like that just because it's so bad. She completely mommed it up. She just <laughs> ruined it. She britted the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of sweet. She puts the blanket on Bob and she's like, ooh, gonna warm you to death. <laughs> and puts the little doily on his head. I mean, he looks really silly with all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's sweet. Now, Jason, have you encountered something similar to this? Did your mom ever try desperately to bond with you? I don't believe so, no. No? No. Wow. I, I mean... would not have guessed that you would have that answer. Really? <laughs> yes. She respected that I did my own thing and she did her own thing, I guess. Oh, okay. We were pretty solo, I guess. We were happy with our own activities. Hmm. I was always a very independent child. It was just me and my mom growing up, so I think we respected each other's boundaries. Oh, okay. She never really tried. She probably tried but i didn't know because i was always on the computer oh and i don't think she liked that <laughs> based so... on the many fighting matches about get off the computer you're on it too often <laughs> and look at you now look at me now mom i'm still on the computer all day take that <laughs> i can't really relate to louise in this episode like being a daughter and mom trying to do mom daughter things and activities and mm -hmm. I also don't see Louise as liking the same things that Linda does. Louise doesn't feel very girly. No, she's definitely not. She's totally a tomboy. I think Tina would have more luck bonding with Linda. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But Tina already loves Linda. Exactly. Linda doesn't need to try and win her affection. Right. Big see, difference. I relate to this episode because when I was younger, my mom and I had really different tastes. Um, she was always more girly than I was, and she didn't really get my tomboy-type style. She wanted me to have blonde hair. She wanted me to, you know, enjoy shopping with her. Get she her wanted... nails done. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, nails, no. If any of you don't know this, Vivian hates getting her nails done. She hates having nails or nail polish or anything on her nails, including her toenails. <laughs> You'll never find her with nail polish ever in a bajillion years. No. And if your nails are slightly too long, she will mention it. <laughs> yes, and I will hate it. I'm sorry. It's just a thing. Anyway. Yeah, my mom is definitely more traditionally feminine than I am. And growing up, that was kind of hard at times. I tended to bond more with my dad and spend more time with him. We had more common interests. And I could tell that she was trying to encourage me to have her interests, mm -hmm. which didn't work, of course. Of course. Um, so we would try and go shopping together and I would just get super annoyed because she would point out everything that was pink or frilly or a Everything dress. that you didn't like. Yeah, basically. It was the worst. Um... 
But now that I'm older, it's a lot better because we've grown to understand each other. Right. And we don't really try and force the other person to like things that they don't like. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot easier when you don't live in the same house. <laughs> you it know? It really is. And uh, you're not being treated like a child anymore. I think Louise and Linda will have a good relationship as they as, as they continue to grow. As long as Linda understands what her daughter is like and mm-hmm. what she does like and her style and doesn't try to force her own ideals and likes. Yeah. I've heard from a lot of parents that as your children are growing up, you sort of have to let go of the idea of what your kids could have been like because you start to romanticize what your children might be like when you're going to have them Mm -hmm. and when they're very, very young. And when they start becoming their own person and have they have their own interests, they might always they might not always align with what you thought they would. Right. Right. So you have to just accept your child for who they are, try and find common interests and bond over those mm-hmm. and let go of the other stuff. Right. Yeah. So as much as you want your kids to like the same video games that you do. Yeah. They might not want to play video games at all. Oh my gosh. Our future child might hate Buffy. They might hate movies. Oh my god, no. They might not even want to watch. That's going to be a real hard one to let go It'll of. be a doozy. Oh boy. Strap them down. Make them watch everything. <laughs> They'll love it if I have to kill them. But see, that's Linda's approach. Right. Right? She probably wishes that... Louise loved braiding hair and going to get their makeup done and vagisex or whatever the heck those are. So when Linda's reading Louise that book that she doesn't want to read. Oh, not that book again. Oh, it's so bad. So much alliteration. I love it. Princess Pigeon-Toe lived in Peacock Castle on Penguin Lane. Every day she went to Parakeet Park to play with Polly the Porpoise. (laughs) Oh my god. Sometimes they take a picnic basket full of pickles and peppers and pumpkin something. Pumpkin pie, I think. Uh Uh-huh. It works with the alliteration. Yep. (laughs) That's great. So bad. So, so bad. And on the board that Linda makes, the Linda and Louise Forever board that she... Oh, no. Tom Selleck is on there. (laughs) Of course Tom Selleck is on there because he has a majestic mustache. Uh Uh-huh. I thought that was great. And Linda probably figures like, "Mm, this is my child. My child will appreciate Tom Selleck. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Just like my mommy and future child board will probably have Buffy on it. I mean, if we're going to be honest. I mean, if we're going to make child and parent boards. It's weird. It's a little bit like a vision board. Yeah. That's like what you want your child to be. Let's put it on a board instead of let's wait and see what they are. Or who they are. Yeah. Get rid of your expectations for your children and let them grow into whatever kind of crazy flower they're going to grow into. Mm-hmm. That's parenting advice from two people who are not parents. Yes. So. Take that with a grain of salt. Bam. <laughs> Linda almost gets a bonding moment with Tina when she's about to shave her legs, but she gets too distracted by Louise to make anything of it. Don't shave angry. Do not shave angry. That would have been bad. 
also, it kind of looked like Linda was going to shave with the grain, which is not how you shave legs. You go against the grain. I think she would have need to trim first because those are uh, those are some long no, strands. No, you believe me, you don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> but you do need them to be long enough to wax them, which Tina does end up doing. Right. I'm surprised Bob doesn't even try to shave her legs because, hello, way cheaper, right? But apparently it's difficult to do. To shave legs? Yes. I... I mean, I'm used to it by now, so it doesn't seem difficult, but I'm sure that the first few times was like a bloody mess. Mm -hmm. Well, when Tina shows them her attempt and they freak out, I feel like you could see Bone. No, my gosh. (laughs) Come on. Is that too much? Is that too, too far? Ugh, way too far. No, no. I remember trying to shave with the grain one time, and that was bad because I Nothing definitely happens. no, I no, I ripped my skin. Oh, why? Yeah, How? it was bad. Really? You're not supposed to do that. That's not the direction it needs no, to go. No, I in. know that it's not the direction, okay. but wouldn't it I just not was, do anything? Apparently, I was very motivated because I know when I shave my face with the grain, it just doesn't really do a whole lot. Mm. It doesn't really get the hairs. No, it's bad on the legs. Just. I don't understand it. It just is. Well, I've never shaved my legs or my arms or my pits. So when Louise is breaking up with Linda in the car, when they're on their way to the mother-daughter bonding experience. Oh, goodness. There's a few stores that fly by in the ba- in the, in the background. Oh, yeah? We have steaks on a plate. Oh, my gosh. The need for tweed, which has discount suits. Oh, we have seen that before. We saw that in... Tina Ranosaurus Rex. Okay. Mm-hmm. When Jean and Louise were in the hearse with Mort. Right. We also have Jack Slacks. Yep, saw that one too. All right, so they're reusing. That's good, though. That is good. It's consistency. Exactly. There's the, the pedal file, which is always there. Yep. And the waxing place that they go to, of course, is called Waxing Philosophical. I feel like we've seen that place before, which is kind of cool. Good for them. Which is a a phrase yeah. to wax philosophical. It's like to go talk back and forth, to like chit-chat, to... To philosophize. Right, yeah. You know? We do that quite often in our other podcast, Fork and Bullshirt. Yeah, we philosophize the heck out of The Good Place. Mm-hmm. So if you're a, a fan of Kristen Bell and The Good Place, check it out. Woo-woo! <laughs> okay, so Bob and Tina getting their legs waxed is... Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love that Bob is, he's not just jumping to for the opportunity. He's not like, yes, definitely I will get my legs waxed. But he realizes, okay, Tina needs this. She needs some moral support. I'll hold her hand. I'll get it done too. And then I can feel what it feels like. I tried waxing my legs once at home, mind you. It was not at a professional salon and it probably would have gone way better if it had been. <laughs> I was not good at it. I ended up bruising myself from trying, like, too hard to pull because... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. If you let the wax cool a little too long and then you try and rip it off, sometimes it's a little hard to rip off. Or if you don't let the wax cool fast enough... Anyway, it's all bad. I bruised my legs. I definitely had, like, random patches of this and that. And my legs were sticky for, like, a week. It sucked. 
I would probably go get it done at a salon next time. If you have patches of wax, all you have to do is just hold a lighter up to it. Oh, yes, that will work very well. Do not take that advice. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as the the lady at the, the waxing place mentions scrotal waxing, her voice cracks because she's like, she's so scared that he's going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, scrotal waxing. Don't say yes. <laughs> I love that she's like, nope, I have my limits. But- That's your job, lady. <laughs> you signed up for this. Yeah, I would not sign up for this. I'm just saying, you have to see a lot of intimate parts of people and then rip hair off of them. No, 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 I don't know. Personally, I would find some satisfaction of causing people pain. <laughs> okay, status. That they ask for. Like, seeing them flinch or, like, scream a little bit might be kind of entertaining. Especially if they're kind of a jerk. So you'd like to be the lady waxing Steve Carell in 40-Year-Old Virgin, huh? It would probably be extremely entertaining. Ah, Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> I really do feel bad for him, though. Ooh, mm-hmm. goodness, that must have hurt. Yeah, he had a lot of hair. No, honey, no, just leave it. Just fine. It's fine to have a hairy chest. Was, I know Hollywood tells you that you can't. It's fine. He was committed to that role in that scene. He did a great job. He, he took one did. for the team. He took several for the team. Yes. He was bleeding profusely. It was bad. Yep. Ugh. I'm assuming that's how Bob would have been like. He is a hairy man. Mm. We do know this. Mm-hmm. Also, scrotal waxing seems like a thing that shouldn't be possible. I don't even want to think about it. The skin is so thin there. How does that... Don't want to think anyway, about it. Anyway, no. I don't get it. Whatever. We don't Hopefully really need it's to not talk really about a thing. Oh, I think it is. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, it probably is. It's probably a special kind of wax. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so let's go back to the mother-daughter bonding seminar. Right, because that's a thing (sighs) in this episode. It's kind of our main focus. We kind of deviated a little bit. Okay, so I'm going to borrow something from Did I Fall Asleep, a dollhouse podcast, and I'm going to name Dakota the phenomenal mom who happens to be a dude. I'm going to call him the weenie of the week. I'm going to give him that award. The Weenie of the Week Award, because he is an idiot and I hate him. Really? <laughs> yes. Go on. Tell okay. us more. So, first of all, what are you doing, dude? You're a guy. You're like... Guys can play the role of moms. Uh, Not in the way that he's doing it. Why not? Because he focuses entirely on, like, birth. Yep. Everything about him is, like... The birthing process and, like, being in the uterus and blah, blah, blah. No, it's just... He doesn't eh. have the experience or the qualifications? No, exactly. I'm not a fan. You know that's a thing in therapy? Oh, yeah. It's weird. Being and reborn? CSI? Yes. Where a child was suffocated in their rebirthing chamber in their uterus, like, sleeping bag type thing. They were crushed, basically. I mean, I guess if it works for you, I guess, okay, I'm trying to think of like an elegant way to say why I don't like this guy. 
So obviously Linda is shocked when she finds out that the phenomenon mom, Dakota, is actually a man. And I'm assuming he, well, from what we see in the episode, it seems like he's a cisgender man. So he's, you know, born male, um, identifies as such. So therefore he has never given birth to a child. And right. yet his entire practice focuses on being in the uterus, uh, feeding your child through the umbilical cord, being born, et cetera, et cetera. Which just seems like a very narrow view of what a mother does and how a mother bonds with her child. And it bugs the hell out of me. Hmm. Because that's not all being a mom is, right? It seems like, it seems very inefficient. I think what you might be overlooking is that he's going through the steps of being a mother. And that's the beginning. Giving birth, the, the feeding, and then I think he's progressing through the steps of a child being born. But he's not allowing the people to actually talk to each other. Well, they're babies. They can't talk yet. No, but they come to this, like, mother-daughter seminar, right? It's eight hours. Don't forget. It is eight hours, but you could have conversations for eight hours instead of doing this weird feeding tube, vagisac, utero room thing. Absolutely. This is completely bananas. Oh, it's, it's dumb, I think. I don't know. I guess I just don't really like it. What if... Someone came to your seminar and they were an adoptive mother who had never given birth to that child. What if you come and uh, and you're like a lesbian couple and one of you hasn't given birth to the child or something like that? It just seems really like a narrow view of motherhood and I don't like it. That's fair. Not a big fan. And it's weird and creepy. <laughs> and... <laughs> I guess I'm just, like, thinking if I was Louise, I would really hate this. And I can't imagine any kid who's already having difficulties with their mother being happy about these uh, activities. Or being open-minded enough for it to work. Yeah, exactly. Especially if they're dragged there against their will. Mm -hmm. Like, in therapy, if your psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever, is doing this, I feel like your mother's probably not in the room. I don't know. It just seems weird. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just me. The location is pretty awful, too. I mean, right next to Laser Tag? Yeah, what the heck? Go to Laser Tag. It's probably pretty loud there, too. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, regular therapy would be better. It seems a bit extreme. Mm Mm-hmm. A little bit of a bizarre idea, in my opinion. Just, I guess, personally, because I don't see it ever working. No, I don't think it would either. Which, maybe it is his first seminar... Although, he does have that MVM award, which is another thing. What the heck, dude? Do not make parents compete against each other. That is the worst way to get stuff done. All I'm saying is Dakota wins the Weenie of the Week award. Thank you very much to Socks and Monkey on Did I Fall Asleep? A dollhouse podcast for that. Okay. Yes. Moving on from my ranting. (laughs) Logan and Louise bonding over the hatred for Dakota and this whole process. I actually like that. We see Logan for the second time. Yep. And he's not an antagonist to Louise this episode. They actually work together. Yeah, they're both in this horrible situation together. Yeah. And they have a nice moment. It's kind of a joking moment, but 
when Louise says, all right, girls, and he clears his throat. <clears throat> and she goes, I'm sorry, ladies. He goes, thank, thank you. you. That's good. That's a good moment, right? Yeah. Although she does punch him in the gut. Yeah, well, he's being kind of a tool. <laughs> he's bonding with Freaky Friday. Okay, fine. He is. I actually really like Freaky Friday, so... It is, it is by fun. I, I would happily both... sit in those beanbag chairs and just watch it. We both watched it fairly recently. Yeah. You like it, too. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. fun. The hair braiding scene with Cynthia and Linda is pretty great, too. Because it's got one of your favorite songs on it. Yeah. There goes the hair, and here goes the hair, and where is Harry Truman? He's dead in the ground. He's dead in the ground. He's dead, dead, dead. Ow, ow! <laughs> Dang. What the heck, Cynthia? We could have heard the rest of that song, but you had to go pulling around. Mm-hmm. A mother's gentle touch. Okay. We have no idea if Linda's ever done that with Louise's hair, because we don't really get to see Louise's hair. I mean, we know that they're in kind of... Pigtails. Pigtaily things. Yeah. But... Oh, no, I don't think she would let anyone near her hair. I think she does it on her own. She's probably had solo baths her entire life. Yeah. Even when much. Linda was changing her, she had her little cap on. She did, which is yep. so cute. Oh, I love that. Yeah, seeing tiny little Louise is kind of cute. Oh, see, that's why I want to have a future episode. Or, or a past episode. That could be cool, too. Seeing them really young. Like Louise's tiny little baby and Jean is a little toddler. No, I think it sure, would be adorable. Yeah, it could be fun. It would be fun. I think so. It would just have to be done properly. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll save it for the movie. Yeah. Which was recently just announced for 2020. That's true. I am excited for that. I want to see what they're going to do. I have faith in these writers. Yes. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I'm excited to just be able to go to theaters and watch Bob's Burgers. Yeah, it's going to be, be so me. great. I'm definitely going to cosplay. I've already got my lit Louise outfit, so. Okay. I also really like the hair braiding scene because it reminds me of when I used to play with my mom's hair as a kid, except instead of like braiding it or doing something nice with it, I would basically just like F it up. <laughs> I would try to make it look as awful and ridiculous as possible so i would like try and give her like a mohawk but also with like a little mullet or i would give her like a unicorn kind of ponytail right on the top in front of her head <laughs> just because it was fun and mm -hmm. she would allow me to do it right she'd just kind of be sitting there reading a book and would just let me do it and i did it to make myself laugh I would bring uh, a mirror into the living room and make her look at herself, and then she would laugh, and it was fun. That I enjoyed fun. it. That's a bonding experience right there. It is. It is. And it probably felt good for your mom, too. A little head massage. Yeah, basically. I was just brushing her hair for, like, half an hour. Yeah. Why not? It was good. I really wish that at the time I had a cell phone so that I could have taken pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. I did I did end up taking pictures of my dad when he shaved his beard, like all the different stages. That was fun too. You know, of course you gotta do like the big mutton chops and then the goatee and then the little like Hitler stash. You gotta do all of it, right? Mm -hmm. No, never did any of that. Oh. But that's okay. You could do it with your children. Right. You're gonna make lots of memories and have plenty of experiences. Mm-hmm. So when 
Tina talks to Teddy about just getting her, her legs waxed. And Teddy says, no, I could never do that. Those are my furry little friends. And Tina's like existential crisis of what have I done? Mm-hmm. And she has that great homage to Terminator 2. Oh, so good. It's great. She's on the swing and the other Tina's at the fence and she's actually got like the muscles, the Linda Hamilton muscles and she's shaking the fence like, no. That's so funny. It's really good too. Very well done. And seeing all the little leg hairs catch on fire. Turn to ash. Ooh, that's a painful moment. Yep. Yeah. I don't really get the whole, they're my friendly leg hair things. Like, whatever, who cares? It's just hair. It Mm -hmm. will grow back. But I do like that it they didn't make it about that. They made it about Tina succumbing to peer pressure. And that's a very real thing that I think every kid experiences. Yeah, especially for teenagers just starting to go through puberty when you're starting to get hair on your legs or on, you know, your armpits or whatever. And as a girl, if you're not used to shaving and suddenly you're expected to shave all these areas that you never had to before... Suddenly you feel gross if you don't do it. Yeah, and people treat you like you're gross, right. which stinks. Uh, I had a friend in grade 7 who refused to shave her legs, but she had fairly hairy legs mm-hmm. um, and dark hair as well. So it was quite noticeable, but other girls would point it out all the time and laugh at her and like it was a big thing, but she refused to just bow down to it mm-hmm. and said, nope. I'm just, this is how I'm going to be. I don't feel like shaving my legs. I'm not old enough yet. Just going to leave it. Power to her. Yeah. It'd be tough. I mean, you get ripped apart as a kid. Yeah. I wore pants all the time at school, so it wasn't really an issue. There you go. They were your fuzzy little leg warmers. Sure. I don't (laughs) honestly remember when I started shaving my legs, but it probably was because somebody said something about it. So I get it. It sucks. It's not fun. I still shave my legs, and I know that some people feel like that's kind of silly, like, why bother? But, I don't know. I guess it's just do it because that's what's expected. And it's not really a big deal to do it? No, it's not really a big deal to do it. It's not a huge hassle, and I do it whenever the occasion needs it. If you're going to see my legs, sure, I'll shave my legs. If you're not going to see my <laughs> legs, not going to do it. <laughs> Legs are hairy at the moment because it is fall and no one's seeing my legs but Jason. (laughs) And he doesn't care enough. So I like that this episode is about Tina and Louise and getting parenting advice and dealing with the the father and the mother parenting situation. Mm -hmm. But Gene isn't left out entirely near the end. He wants to be a part of this he wants to have his legs waxed as well despite not having any leg hair he wants to be part of this yeah and bob says you know what fine you can go through it too let's go back we've already left the waxing place but we can go back you can be a part of this too we're not gonna leave anybody out yeah and that's a nice moment make sure he's included now i feel like gene wasn't one of the main focuses in this episode because he kind of bonds equally with his mom and his dad. Right. I feel like he's just very affectionate in general towards them. And so Linda wouldn't be scrambling for his affection. And Bob is pretty relaxed. He's not really going to go out of the way. Mm-hmm. On several occasions, we've had Gene 
you know, yelling to us that I love my family. Yeah. So he's he's a very loving character. Oh, absolutely. Gene loves everybody and he loves them loudly. Yeah. Loud and proud. Exactly. If you're going to be loud, you got to be proud. Yep. Good farting advice. <laughs> that was And good loving advice. Yes. Mhm. That reminds me of another favorite Louise moment in this episode when she farts on the whole class, the idea of the the bonding class. And then Logan, of course, joins. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I thought it was cute. Yeah. See, I can understand from this episode why some fans would ship Logan and Louise, like future Logan and Louise, because you can see that they're kind of similar. They might butt heads, but that's probably because they're a lot alike. They play by their own rules. Yeah. Maybe someday Logan will get Louise to love Freaky Friday. Loganberry Bush. Oh my goodness. Okay, they really did not think that through. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Finally, we have Linda and Louise bonding over their mutual hatred for Dakota. Yeah. Which is kind of cute. Really, Linda just lays out her issue. Right. It's not, oh, I'm going to force you to do everything that I want to do. It's... That she's genuinely worried that her daughter doesn't even like her. Mm -hmm. Which is heartbreaking. It's very sad to think that your child who you've spent, you know, nine years raising doesn't even want to be around you. Right. That's tough. You know, I think we see a lot of teenagers and, and young kids in the media hating on their parents and we don't really get to see too much how that affects the parent Mm -hmm. other than oh well they're just being a teenager saying they hate me ha 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 it's a joke but it would hurt Mm -hmm. a lot of course the more you hear it the less it starts to mean anything but Mm -hmm. when they're at the age of louise when they're not at that teenage age where they start to rebel Mm -hmm. if your kid at nine says they don't like you yeah it couldn't that could hurt i think so I think it would hurt at any age, and I think it's going to hurt the first time my kid says it to me when they're angry for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to happen. Oh, I hate you, Mom. And I'll be like... Whatever. And no. then you'll go back to the bedroom and start crying. Oh, probably. <laughs> my kid said I hated me. Do they really hate me? Yes, honey. They hate you. I mean, no. No, they don't. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> You're going to be such a good comforting partner. Yep. You know, oh, goodness. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm going to side with them. We hate you. <laughs> Harsh. Yeah, we'll make you the villain. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Did you ever tell your mom that you hated her? Probably. Yeah? It's likely. Mm. I don't remember. No. But I'm not sure, as a parent, if you would remember every time your kid said that. If they only say it once, you might. That's true. Very true. Yeah. How about you? Oh, yeah. I definitely did. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. Hundreds, thousands. It lost meaning after the thousandth time. No, I definitely said it. Maybe a couple of times. Um, Not really a lot. I I was a pretty loving child, but definitely in the heat of the moment. Yelling with my mom, generally. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that it slipped out at some point. And I didn't mean it. Of course. Just angry. So I do really like this episode. It is a lot of fun. It's so fun to see Linda and Louise beat Dakota in laser tag. And I really hope that laser tag becomes their thing. 
Like, that's just what they do. Maybe every couple of Mother's Days, you know? Mm-hmm. Something they go and do. I think it'd be fun. It has such great character interaction, I think. Mm-hmm. And it only... This type of episode would only work if you know the characters fairly well, which is why it's so great to see it in season three because we have so many episodes so far. So we really get to know all these characters and how it makes sense for us to see Louise not being super warm to Linda because we know that's not who she is. Mm-hmm. So uh, if it was really early on in the show, we might be a little weirded out. Like, why is this nine-year-old girl not love her mom? Yeah, what's wrong with her mom? Mm-hmm. And this isn't an episode that you could do with Jean, right? right? You can't have Jean suddenly hating on Linda. That's just not going to happen. We wouldn't buy it as viewers. No, not at all. Because we know Jean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would really only work with this pairing. And they did a great job with it. Like, yeah. they made this as painful as possible, this mother-daughter seminar. Mm-hmm. So you can just, you feel for Linda, you feel for Louise, like Linda's trying so hard and it sucks that she has to pay her kid, but then Louise is having to endure Vagisax. Right. Which, ew. It's just, uh, it's just so creepy. Anyway. Being force fed through that umbilical cord. Yeah, whatever soup thing that they're giving them. Like, just, just force feed them water. I really like how Louise knows exactly how umbilical cords work. <laughs> She's like, that's not how this works. Yeah. And she understands what dilation is. She does. Yeah. Something so tells me she's gotten some pretty good lessons. Early on in the episode, she says, I'm going to learn all I need to know about sex on TV. So I think she's pretty much on her way there. Mm-hmm. She knows a, a bunch. She's been watching some informative television. As we learned from last week, she knows about lube. You know what? Maybe she's learned about all this birthing stuff. From Linda's, like, birthing yoga videos. Right. right? She's been watching too many of those. Yeah. There could be a whole dilation section in there. Mm-hmm. And that's where she knows it from. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So, with that, shall we get to our burgers of the week? Yes, we shall. How many burgers do you have, Vivian? I have two. Excellent. I have two, plus a third one on the side. That's not how it works. It's just, it's a backup. Okay. (laughs) In case you don't like my first two. I'll toss it in the ring as a contender. Okay, fine. All right, you start. Oh, I'm starting. Yeah, you go ahead. You got, you got three. This is my worst one. Okay. Umbilical Cordon Blue Burger. (laughs) Is it a chicken burger? Yeah. Okay, with ham and some kind of cheese, right? Yeah, it's like wrapped around cheese or like stuffed with cheese. Uh, Yeah. That is super unappetizing. Like just the sound of it is horrifying. Umbilical cordon blue. So gross. The human body is disgusting. I'm sorry. I'm so like grossed out by birth. I know, it's natural, it's beautiful, blah, blah, blah. It's not just birth that grosses you out, though. It's, like, literally the insides of humans. Yes. It's so (laughs) gross. Anyway, (laughs) I could never be a doctor. Let's just say that. Okay. So, umbilical cordon bleu? 
Hi, yikes. Beat that. Okay, well, <laughs> neither of mine are going to be that gross. So working off of Mommy Loves You, I came up with Salami Loves You. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's just a hamburger with salami slices. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. Salami Loves You. Salami Loves You. <laughs> it's like your second burger. Here comes Salami. Yeah, which should have been Here's Salami. Yeah, that's okay. Oops, I misquoted we The were, Shining. We were new. Yeah. We were new. So fresh-faced, innocent mm-hmm. baby butts. I don't know. <laughs> you go for it. All right, my second burger is the Freaky Fried Egg Burger. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, okay. it practically eats yeah, itself. No, I, eats itself? What's the freaky? Say, you you got to add something that's freaky in there. Sure, it's green egg. That's a There's freaky. no such thing as green egg. Food coloring. Oh, what if it was an ostrich egg? Ew. That would be freaky. And extremely large and hard to get. Yeah, okay, that's true. So we're just going to keep it with freaky fried egg. Fine. And it's a fried egg on a burger. What if it was a quail's egg? Nope, because that's there's freaky. no quail pun. I'm just saying, maybe you have to invent something called, like, freaky sauce. Oh, I'm sorry. Was this your burger? (laughs) I'm just bettering you. That's Mm -hmm. all. (laughs) Okay. My second burger is Smother Daughter Time. It's a hamburger smothered in gravy served with mashed potatoes. I almost did something very similar to that. Oh, really? I was trying to think of mother-daughter something. Yeah, I was I... trying so hard for, like, bonding. It was just not happening. I was trying to go with, like, mouth or daughter, but I couldn't figure out what to do with the mouth. Yeah. So, I went with mother-daughter blonding. Blonding? Yes. Okay. It's a burger cooked in a blonde ale. Oh, okay. Yes. Interesting. So it's just a light beer. If you've got a daughter or a mother who likes craft beers, I'm sure that would be a burger that would appeal to them. Yep. It was going to be a blonde roast, a coffee. Ooh. Kind yeah. of coated. Apparently it's good. Okay. I don't Those like coffee, recipes. though. Yeah, well, but You don't eat meat either. No, I don't. <laughs> These burgers are not meant for me, but that's okay. So, Salami Loves You. Smother Daughter Time. Smother Daughter Time. Umbilical Cordon Bleu. Freaky Fried Egg. Oh, boy. And Mother Daughter Blonding. Yep. Okay. You pick your favorite of mine. I'll pick my favorite of yours, and we'll duke it out. In the sense that I will punch you, and I will win. I'm kidding. Your Smother Daughter. No violence in this episode. Or ever. Except gut punching. Domestic violence isn't funny. <laughs> Unless it happens to a clown. <laughs> what? <laughs> no? I don't, I don't. Anyway. So which one do you like of mine? Um, I know I said I hated it, but I think it might be the worst slash best of the burgers. Umbilical cordon bleu? Yeah! Yeah, it's really bad. At least it's not made with umbilical cord. No, but like, it's really... Uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay, that's my pick for All yours. Right. That's fair. 
And uh, which one are you going to pick? Smother Daughter. Smother Daughter. Okay. That one would probably be really tasty because mashed potatoes are the best thing ever. Right next to mac and cheese. Okay. I'm all about comfort foods, baby. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, and I win. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cut that paper (laughs) up. So, the winning burger Umbilical is... cord on blue. Yay. Woo. No, that's Aww. not how it works. All right. Our winning burger is Smothered Daughter Time. A hamburger smothered in gravy served with mashed potatoes. We could do Smothered Daughter Blonding Time. It could be also cooked in ale. Would that be good? <laughs> <laughs> you win. Congratulations. So that brings us to the end of Burger of the Week, a Multiverse Radio production. Thank you so much for listening. If you like our show, if you can't get enough of our ridiculous puns and want to hear more creepy birth burgers. Or if you've had too much of our ridiculous puns and you don't want to hear another burger, tell us why. And give us better burgers. Yeah. I dare you. Give us your own because, you know. We don't see you up here every week. Dishing out burgers. We don't. I mean, we can't see you. This is not a visual medium. No. But if it was. We would be seeing you. We still wouldn't be seeing you. No. Because this is our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's how this works. Okay. If you like our show, please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. It really is the best way to spread the word. If you want to discuss weird birthing therapy techniques, talk to somebody else, because I can't help you there. But if you want to talk about bonding with your parents, laser tag, and leg waxing, you can find us on Twitter at Multiverse Radio. Or on Facebook at Multiverse Radio Podcast. We also have a Tumblr, also Multiverse Radio Podcast, if that is your jam. And you can send us an email from our website, multiverseradio.ca. Next week, we're going to discuss Season 3, Episode 11, Nude Beach. Oh my goodness, I love this episode. Really? Okay, that sounded sarcastic. No, I think this episode is fantastic. Oh, okay. It's hilarious, subject matter. It is. Let's just say we're going to see a lot more of Bob. Mm-hmm. Bye, guys. Bye. Making our way. Downtown, walking fast. <laughs> no. Every time someone says that, I can't help but continue. Vanessa Carlton's like, she ruined that sentence for yeah. everybody. Yeah, seriously. And yet... And yet. She will slice you with her gigantic toenails. (laughs) I will not. You'll wake up bleeding. (laughs) That happened once. (laughs) Anyway. If you like our show, if you're like, dang, can't wait till the next episode comes out. I didn't say that right. 